Welcome to Gold Force Side Effects. I'm your host, Kevin Simon. You all know my co-host, John. John, how are you doing? Hey, everybody. I'm doing good. Thank you, you. You look like you're feeling better. I am feeling better, yeah. You got them damn glasses on top of your head again, don't you? Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> so we got Army veteran Robert Tannis, and uh, he was in probably uh, a li- little bit early, 85, correct? Was that 85 you went in? 85, yep. Okay. That's when I listed. And and uh, I'm sorry you went into the Army. I got two engineers mm-hmm. against the Navy guy tonight, so let y'all know there are going to be some jokes cracking on this crap right now. And so, uh, Robert, tell us a little bit about yourself and your time you were in during uh, Desert Storm. Well, I went in, like you said, in 85. I was in from 85 to 97. My first six years, I was with a combat engineer group out of Muskegon, Michigan. Um, We did a lot of road building. We went to Honduras in 87 and 89. Um, Then we got called up for uh, our our unit was disbanded and then reopened as a reserve unit here in Muskegon as a transportation unit. So uh, I deployed with as a transportation unit over to Saudi Arabia as a truck driver and I spent nine months over there. We were got deployed from uh, October 10th until May 21st is when we came back. Uh, we were exposed several times to gas while we were over there and have some of the proof of that. So we're, we're kind of unique in that aspect. Um, Wait, did, did y'all get a letter? Did, did I... we got we, we got letters from our headquarters and we also have internal proof of that of exposures that we had but um i get right to the point i'm looking for any information that can get to do helpful with the with the golf war kid issue and there's definitely an issue out there from what i understand uh even past our unit um just a little history on our unit we have 156 people that deployed over to Saudi there in, in October of 90. And out of that number so far, I've caught, I'm in a mission here. I've got a spreadsheet going and documenting everything to do with our people as far as their contact information, uh, what their maladies are, what their percentages are, whether or not they have children with birth defects. And the numbers for our unit are sobering and they must be for everyone else if everyone else were able to get a hold of their people and their units, I think it, uh, we'd have this horrible amount of proof to be able to show the government to try and help beyond the the, the actual people that deployed. Um, I think the kid issue has been overlooked. Um, we've got, I've contacted 132 people and out of 132 people, we've got um, approximately 83 of them that are already rated and disabled as, long, as well as another 25 that are in process of filing, first-time filers. So that, that's a pretty sobering number. Um, and as well as we also have identified out of that 132 people I've talked to, we still have a handful to find. Uh, we've got three kids that passed away of uh, mysterious circumstances. We also have 35 kids with birth defects out of those numbers. We have over 90 miscarriages. Um, we have people within our unit that have two-headed sperm with three tails, and they don't know why. So we have fertility issues wow. as well. 
So um, I'm working with senators and congressmen here in Michigan, and we're hopefully going to try to get some kind of focus or some kind of addendum to the PACT Act is what I'm hoping for to do with the, uh, the fertility issues to do with the kids. Uh, we're, we should all be very grateful for the PACT Act and all the good things that uh, this helped us as well, the Gulf War vets as well as everyone else. Well, I have a question. Uh, You're talking about fertility issues. Talk to me yeah. a little bit more about that. Are you talking about fertility <laughs> issues as far as our kids being able to have kids or? For fertility issues, as I referred to it, is within the people we've spoken to, um, like I say, we've having over 90 miscarriages and within our 156 people, I mean, that's a hell of a number. Uh, the fertility issues being the veterans themselves that were over there and we were all exposed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, here's one, one of my questions. What about our children, our children trying to have kids now? Are we seeing anything inside of our children, them not being able to have kids, the birth effects of their children, <clears throat> our grandchildren? Uh, do you know anything about that? I don't. But <clears throat> there has to be a direction to go in with this kid issue. Um, there's definitely an issue out there. If you look nationally on all the sites, you can look on Facebook stuff and all of those different groups that they have to do with kids. The one thing that I have not heard from anyone that so far in my research is what exactly would the Gulf War vets uh, as a whole expect from the government or from some addendum to the, the PACT Act, you know, in addition to that, well, let's take care of the kid issue also, is there have to be some kind of studies that would need to be done first off on the veterans, the ones that are having fertility issues, I believe the sensible way to, to jump into that. And then the next thing would be the kids themselves, but then you've got to have that, that call for a parent and the kid that are willing to be a part of that kind of testing, I guess would be the first way, but um, if there can be something out there for the, the people at Camp Lejeune that serve there and also their kids, then boy, it certainly seems like the, you know, 600,000 of us that went over to the Gulf that uh, we would be covered as well as our kids, no differently than the Camp Lejeune thing. Well, I'll tell you what's crazy about that. The Camp Lejeune, I'm glad you brought that up because I got really agitated. I have a really close dear friend that filed for the Camp Lejeune because his wife <clears> passed <throat> away. So he has not heard back from any attorneys. Uh, and has have has anybody settled or got a settlement yet that y'all have heard of? I, I I've talked to twelve people that have not no. received a dime. No, it's interesting. I don't know if you guys watch um, like local broadcast news or or or, or uh, like NBC nightly news. It was two or three nights ago. I kind of had to laugh, and I and I laugh I sarcastically laugh because of what they didn't mention. It, no, I take that back. It wasn't NBC News. It was sixty. It was sixty minutes at a broadcast about the contaminated water, and the whole focus on that broadcast was women that have had that had miscarriages, or you know, 
various problems in their pregnancy. That was the whole focus. They didn't, they didn't talk about anybody else that was there, whether they bathed in it, anything. It was a whole focus on the, 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 the women and uh, the problems with uh, burying children and, you know, after the fact. You know, no other focus on anything else. Either one of you happen to see that? No, but there, no. there was actually an article a guy sent me about San Diego hmm. being contaminated. I'm like, what? What the? You know, and he was like, there's there's a few bases that are actually that has contaminated water. But I, 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 I yeah, I believe, uh, you know, Robert, I believe Camp Lejeune out there in North Carolina was probably the worst of the worst because it went on for so long and the stuff that they did. But I just want to know why. Or, or if anybody has reached a settlement yet, why is it taking them so damn long? They got the funds. That's yeah, interesting. I'm a little surprised you haven't heard anything about that as of yet either. You know, have you by chance, Robert? Have you heard anything? I've seen lately. What I've seen on that issue is with the commercials. They're saying that there apparently there's some kind of deadline to file. In fact, I've seen something in the last day or two on TV that uh, I didn't yeah. realize there was a an end date kind of thing to that. Um, so honestly, I mean, what every military base I've ever been to in the world has been polluted. So mm-hmm. to just think that only Camp Lejeune is the only place that service members or their families, dependents would, would have the possibility of being contaminated with something there. But back to what, back to our kids, Somewhere, somebody, I haven't heard of any uh, knight in shining armor that's taken on this kid issue. Um, I haven't heard of any any particular senator or congressman or anybody that seems to really take that issue too seriously. Um, I think it potentially could be some genetic manipulation because of our exposures that we're passing on, that we passed on, and then... Pass it on to the kids and for the people that have kids that have either lost the kids or have disabilities, that's a hell of a, a burden to carry on your shoulder. You know, hey, you know, people might have a chip on their shoulder as hell. I'd served my country and came back and hell, look what I did. I created a, a problem for a child and that I think it should be addressed. It should be taken care of. No, I well, I agree 100% it should be addressed. As you know, Robert, the big thing as is always the fight back. It all boils down whether they ever admit to it or not. It all boils down to this. They right. don't want to be held liable. Right. I mean, that's it, it just just like we we're talking about the water. They don't want to be held liable. It takes uh, investigative <clears throat> journalism who wants to really be willing to push, 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 because until the masses, it was kind of, I found it, um, it was interesting the way the 60 Minutes was broadcast. They didn't say what the contamination was from. There was no mention of that in the broadcast. It didn't affect, they didn't talk about anything other than the women. They did tell the years that it happened. And this has been going on. We've known about this clearly for years and years and years, as is the government. But of course, the government wants to hide it because it boils down to this. Just like you know, when we were all in the service, there's things that happened around us that we couldn't share for security purposes. And I get a chuckle out of our 
of our uh, television news media will make comments or, or our our news media is well primarily controlled by the government well I, as i think that's a fair argument well and, you know? and, and chuck chuck nailed it right right here <laughs> it's all a cover-up no one wants to admit it you, you know jason yeah. you, you know i mean he looked at the shit jason's gone through i mean I understand that we now have some really, really uh, good researches that they're starting finally for the Desert Storm vets. And they've had researchers over. But you take Dr. Nicholson. They blacklisted his ass. I mean, uh, are these researchers that find something get blacklisted? Hardly. You don't hear much. He says, Saren, somebody says this. There's so much stuff. I mean, these people are getting triple whammy when they go to places like Camp Lejeune, then Desert Storm, then the vaccines. But our kids, you're right, Robert, I agree with you. There needs to be a really diehard study because a lot of kids are coming back and they're having, uh, a lot of us, our children has autism. Uh, uh, We talked about the Down syndrome. We talked about uh, the bleeding, POTS, EDS. I mean, shit, that shit isn't just genetic, not unless they altered our our genes. Because, you know, uh, me and my wife don't have that problem, but my wife, my daughter has POTS, EDS, unexplained bleeding. I, I, I don't get it. So our kids suffer from what we went over there and it happened with us. We brought it freaking back. We just don't know what caused it, but there does need to be a study. What, yeah, what kind of hear of any... Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was I was gonna talk about I was I was gonna talk about when you went to the golf. Um, I was gonna kind of go backwards because I mean, like you said, you went straight into uh, the children thing, which of course there's a huge amount of interest with. But but you personally, if you don't mind, share a little bit about when you came back. Some things, if you don't mind sharing, some things that you encountered yourself. You know, whether it was in theater, or once you got back out of theater. You know, during the during the war, what kind of things did you encounter? As far as health problems, correct. Um, for me, some of the first things that I noticed was shortly after I came back was real problems with headaches, problems with vision. Um, of course, the PTSD. I'm a firm believer that anybody and everybody that deploys to combat carries some scar some some uh, shade of ptsd everybody might have their own personal thing problems of sleep problems of drug substance abuse problems of relationships so isolation that kind of thing but um for me it started out with things like headaches and ptsd and i started noticing stomach problems and then things kind of i i don't know if it was from being manifested a time afterwards where things come into but uh, I have a whole bunch of things. I'm over 100%. I'm 100% total permanent and over 100% combined and Social Security disabled since 2003. But I filed shortly after I came back. I knew things weren't right. My family told me things that noticed changes. So um, and so let's get into that part. We, we, I, I want to yeah, get we, into we, that we, part. You're talking about your family noticed it. Oh, yeah. Family and friends. Right. But what's really, that's good. 
it's good that your family took an interest in noticing it. That's the one thing I, I really wished that more civilians would listen to this program. So they will understand what we went through over there and what they have done to us. For for me, my family understands because I podcast about it. John's family is understanding more because, you know, he's, he's you know, my co-host. He podcasts about it. And so with us bringing this dialogue, this is going to let people know. Okay, so today I just want to run this by y'all. I got a message today. I got two nasty messages. One of them was like, I want to know, because if you saw, I put up, uh, you know, the event and I put the Gulf War, you, you know, and the Forgotten War. And somebody said, I want to know who dubbed this because this isn't true. Yes, it is. How the hell can you sit there and tell me that Desert Storm is not the forgot a Forgotten War? I, I'm sorry. It, to me. We are being forgotten about. Post 9-11 and above gets treated like gold compared to how we get treated. And so we're not being taught in schools about our war. Our children aren't being taught about this stuff. It's post 9-11 and above. So that's what we're here. We're here to educate everybody and help them along, along the way. I'm glad you got 100%. I hate that you're at 100% because of what they did to us. And so, but I'm really, really glad that you're bringing up about our children. Denise in here did say that they're doing a study in Boston on children. Denise, answer me this. I haven't heard, heard about it, but I know Denise knows more about this stuff than what I do on the studies. Is it the Desert Storm or is it Camp Lejeune? Or what, what babies? That's what I would like to know. Well, I don't, I, I asked her point blank, Denise, since, since she, I asked her point blank what information that she had, and I got exactly nothing in return. Nothing. Yeah. Not a sentence, not nothing. Okay, so um, hopefully she'll answer it in just a second and everything. But, Robert, I, I really mm -hmm. like the, the, you know, dear heads behind you, you know, I'm a fan. <laughs> I just want everybody to know that, that I'm a really big fan of you right now, especially with your backdrop. But let's get into, okay, so let, let's say by the time you reach 45 to where you're at now, do you think you, does this seem to like progressively get worse? Absolutely. Yeah, I went from just having uh, diagnosed COPD problems to emphysema, allergies. Um, I got pulmonary nodules all over in my lungs. Um, I've had uh, cancer scares. Um, they, they're testing me every three months now with a CAT scan on my lungs and pulmonary function tests. So, yeah, my, my stuff has gotten progressively worse and worse. How does what it? Now, so actually, I should probably get another pulmonary test function test. The one I did was horrible, and that's been several years ago by now. Those things are nasty. I mean, oh yeah, I seem to fall along with that shit. Hell no, mm -mm, no, 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 thank you. <laughs> I, I'm I'm under our situation with our unit because we do have the proof of exposure. 
I, I'm encouraging to everybody that I talk to to talk to them about the uh, exposure incident. But I, everyone I talk to, I'm encouraging to get the pulmonary function test as well as the CT scan on your lungs. And anybody going into the VA right now should be asked from your primary, were you exposed or not? Is what this should be happening under the PACT Act. And if you answer yes to I was exposed to something, burn pits or otherwise, then they're supposed to automatically give you that cancer CAT scan screen screening based on the response from that, from my understanding. I know I had it asked of me. There was, a, I believe it was 10 or 15 questions I had to do under the PACT Act of stuff. Again, physicians are supposed to be act, asking, but, you know, right now I'm babysitting 132 people that are con in constant contact with me through their CNP exams and also all of their their primary care visits. So I'm not hearing a uniform story out of the many people that I'm dealing with on this issue right now. So that, that's kind of concerning, but they haven't asked me that. I, 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 I asked her, I was like, is there anything I need to fill out? And she's like, no, you're already covered under the PACT Act. But I haven't had any screening whatsoever. I did years ago, so, but not, not now. So check this out with our unit now up here in my area in West Michigan, we have this uh, this proof of our exposure and we're letting our physicians know. And then they're adding into our the problem list. When you go into the VA, everybody that goes into the VA, they pop up your home screen, got your name, your last four, all that shit. Says your problem problem list, listed one through whatever your problems are. Our people are letting a physician know and let him know about the, the exposure evidence and then are putting in there chemically exposed under the problem list. That way, all the physicians that see any of our people are aware that the veteran is exposed. I think it's helping. You I think a, it's helping with our claims. Are you are you at liberty, Robert? I mean, I don't you you say in the proof of exposure. I mean, I I. A lot of it's presumptive now. And I mean, other than M8 alarms and stuff like that, what kind of, are you able to say what you're talking about or no? I really can't. I can't get into specifics of it, but I'm saying okay. we're, we're well documented as to what happened to our unit. Well, um, we've sh I've shared this information with the Senator and Congressman over in our area here and, and also the VA, they're well aware of it. All of the VSO reps in our area Mainly most of our people are in Michigan, but they're spread it out throughout the nation. So at some point here, I'm hoping for the sake of uh, all of these people that I'm representing, that there's some representation for the kids and someone that has a, a, a call to leadership of this to lead the battle somehow nationwide. You need to gather numbers because if, I mean, I've got 35 people that are willing to jump into anything else that might be going on nationwide. But I don't think there is anything going on nationwide because these the people we're talking about when we're saying kids, our kids, most of our kids that we had when we came back are for crying out loud, 25, 35 years old now, you know, or 33, whatever. If we had them when we first came back, our kids are adults now. So it makes it a little bit tougher, you know, it's almost like asking Vietnam vets, you know, hey, we want to talk to your kids about the, the Agent Orange exposure you had and how it screwed you up and gave you cancer. I wonder how your kids 
how'd that affect their kids? Well, uh, I mean, it is best for all of us to contact our senators and congressmen. It it, it really is to say, hey, we want our kids to go under a specific test for Desert Storm and to see if their issues are related to like our issues. And so I... I personally, I'm with it. I, I, we do have the Gulf War Babies uh, what, uh, Facebook page that's out there that mm-hmm. everybody has joined. And I mean, Shelly and all of them are doing an outstanding job. I think they're actually trying to get in with the congressman. I think they're doing, going, they're getting, their strives are, are exceeding now. So I think working with them is probably going to be the best bet because they've been dealing with this a whole lot longer as far as dealing but dealing with your senator and what you're doing is perfect we should all be calling our senators and say we want our kids tested you, you know heck our chemical alarm went off three three times i mean that that should tell you something oh fossil alarm yeah okay yeah that's what they kept telling everybody false alarm but uh, it, it, it makes you it, mad. It pisses you off. It really does. It's a bunch of bullshit. In, in order for anything to happen, again, you've got to have numbers. You ha- and in order to have numbers, someone has to gather those numbers. Um, the only way I can think of this, this kind of issue moving forward is more people being able to do similar to what I did. And I don't know. Uh, and by that, I mean getting a, a spreadsheet together and sitting down, man, if you maybe have an old roster or something of the unit, and especially if it's in National Guard or Reserve, it would be much easier to contact and identify people similar to what I've done than it would be for, for someone that was in active duty, because who, who in the hell knows where everybody goes after active duty? You're not living in the same hometown or even in the same state. So but see, that would be difficult. But in the guard and reserve area, if there was somebody that had a calling similar to myself, their numbers could be gathered. I've got 35 of them so far out of our unit. So um, I just don't know how to go forward with the kid issue. And that for me, that's what I'm looking for. I'm rattling the people over at the Gulf War baby site, too. I got a name of someone over in New York. Um, I got a phone call. I'm sorry, I should be prepared for this and have it right in front of my face. No, it's fine. Here. It's fine. I mean, heck, um, I, I can rattle hmm. I can rattle while you're looking. And uh, th- that's the one thing I, I do like, you know. Uh, I, I do believe that all of us need to start connecting and 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 uniting that's that's the biggest thing but everybody's got their own little groups and everybody and we don't need to have little groups we need to have one large ass group and say we're we're tired of it but you're right the more numbers that we have the better off that we we will be and and get shit done a lot of it depends on uh family what's going on with everybody too because you know those of us the vet almost everybody's family, whether it's the veteran themselves or their wife or their children are dealing with somebody and everybody, it takes time 
it takes a lot of our own time to try and figure out what's going on because we're all going to doctors. It's, you know, it hitting people. I don't know what the youngest age of somebody was that was in the Gulf. I mean, I'm in my late 50s. Um, you know, uh, Kevin, you're early 50s. There's people, you know, it, early it spreads 50s. out. Early 50s. Look at this. I gave you credit, man. <laughs> I get, my beard, my beard's probably grayer than yours. But. <laughs> my, my shit's white. That's because of my kids. My kids did that. But it takes up a lot of time to everybody when you got when you got shit popping up and you can't you can't put a finger on what's causing it. You have to you have to um you have to try and get things diagnosed. You think you know what the problem is, that being well. Let me tell you how I, easy it will be. Almost every almost every county in the United States has a VA clinic. If every VA clinic, I mean, I don't know why this is so hard. Shit, it does not take a non-engineer to figure this bullshit out. But if you have a clinic in every VA, you can set up at least one doctor's room in every VA that specifically targets go for babies or desert storm babies. Seriously, how hard would it be to, you know, do blood and do do this? I mean, it's hard to have your kids be able to go all the way up to one place, like up in New York or up in Michigan or down in Texas and all that stuff. They could do the research right in a clinic. It, it To me, it wouldn't be hard. It, it would cost money, but at least you could get it done like that. I mean, it sounds pretty smart to me. I mean, why can't they? They have all the blood work placed in there to draw your blood. They have, you know, all the CAT scans. They have, you know, how hard would it be? It's not really that hard. I don't think it's hard. Really? I think that here. Go ahead, Rob. The hardest part would be trying to identify what are you looking for? Because we were exposed to so many different substances, everything from prestamine bromelide tablets to nerve agent shots to anthrax to painting the trucks with the, the brown radar deflective paint to a bug spray that was sprayed around our, our place to stuff in the sand to possibly sarin, VX, and mustard gas, to name a few. Um, and God knows what else that's right that, that was over there that that caused whatever the manipulation to us must have been to pass it on down. But I think we have a really uphill battle when it comes to the kid issue. Um, yeah, I just I'm with found, you. I know I haven't found anything very encouraging to pass on to my people when it comes to this kid issue. But Denise did put in, in in the comments that you can go back and look later on, Robert, up in, uh, I think I think she said New York or Michigan or somewhere up there. I think it was New York. She put a phone number. So she did she did answer that. And so you can, okay. and, and it's for Desert Storm. She did say that. And so thank you, Denise. I really appreciate that. But I, I can honestly, I, like I'm doing it, I'm doing an event this weekend at the uh down in houston at george r brown we're gonna have a booth we're gonna be up uh and we're i'm, I'm gonna be talking to people i'm gonna be talking to every vet i'm gonna find every veteran i can that was from desert storm i'm gonna have conversations with them i'm, I'm gonna get their names i i want to know more about 
what are they exhibiting? What are they not exhibiting? Do they have any problem? And so uh, that's that's what I want to do this <clears throat> this weekend. And I, I do, I really do believe, you know, our our kids are the one who's going to be taking care of us when we get old. John's almost there. <laughs> so John I, is kind of there. No, I had to throw good. that in there. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I mean, uh, like the one doctor said that, you know, that talked to Stephen, and she came out and said Desert Storm vets are aging faster than any other veteran. I don't know. I I would love to have a conversation. I sent her an email. I would like for her to come on and explain. What does she mean by we are aging faster than other veterans? Is it our inside of our bodies? I, I know I look a lot older. I mean, heck, my older brother is three years older. I look like I'm in my 60s. Uh, but I I want to know, is it the whole entire body or what? But I don't think they're ever going to be able to pinpoint exactly what our problem is. I really don't. I mean, because you, you nailed it on the head. Sarin gas, mustard gas, PTABs, you, you know, uh, the vaccine. There's just too many. There's just too many things to try and like to say pinpoint it. I guess the bottom line is, except the fact that we're there, this thing that we all have heard of, it's called a presumptive, which is fine. They call it that. But then, like you say, Robert, to try and, okay, well, if that soldier... That, that that individual was there, how plausible it is that they passed it on to the children. And to get to get a politician to say, oh, it, it happened, that's where the tough part begins. Because politicians, you know, the best time to do it be <laughs> up for election, you know, when they're up for election. Well, you know, let, hey. let's take Dr. Glom. She's doing all the tests on the VA stuff as far as our cells and stuff like that. So we do have researchers. We got the, you, you know, what well, I, well, I hope I'm saying it right. Nova, uh, we're having the one up in Washington D.C. Uh, the doing the diet stuff. Well, I mean, we got studies for us for people to go do. They they need the bodies up there, and I I went to do the one in Cal, in, not California, but in Florida, and I got told no because I have renal kidney disease. And she said, we don't want it to uh, affect your kidneys any worse than what they are. And so I can't, I couldn't do that one. I was really excited. I was like, all right, man, I'm going to do this study and everything. And Dr. Lum, uh, you know, she, to me right now, is our best advocate. I truly a believe. You know, a good place to start on this potentially could be identify the people in the VA system that are already rated. They're already being seen through the VA. Every year, just like you and me and anybody else that's in the VA, you have to get an annual uh, lab workups. Why couldn't they come up with some kind of a blood test, some kind of a piss test, some kind of something test that goes with that from the people they already know are disabled that potentially ask the question, when you have that annual test, do you have any children that you had? Did you have children after you returned home from the Gulf that have any kind of a birth defect? If the answer is yes, then you give the veteran 
a basic I, test. And if they find I something bet. on that basic test, you go forward with more testing and then identify that vet as having a kid with a problem and then get a hold of the kid and go from there. I that bet Dr. Sense. Nicholson probably already knows what test to ask for. Oh, yeah. You know, that's, I bet Dr. Actually, he's somebody maybe we should reach out and have back on the show because it's been a long time since we've had him on if he'd be willing to come back on. Because um, I bet he'd know exactly because his daughter, you know, who, who you know, was the whole reason. That's right. Yeah. So I, 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 and I, I think, Robert, I think it probably already exists. They know what to ask for. We just need that information on. And like you said, Robert, have that, have our, okay, test for this. Is, is whatever positive, you know, and, and hell, Jim Brown could the, tell them. Well, yeah. Shit, Jim Brown could tell them everything. Jim Brown could say, this is all you need to do. I, I'm, I'm sure Denise Nichols could be like, oh, this would be easy. I mean, because they've already done so many tests, but it went back from, okay, no, it, it isn't their cells. It's this. It isn't this. No, it's this. Now it's their cell. And now they're re realizing it is our cells inside of our body. Our cells inside of our body are, I guess, they're dying off or something like that. But they really could. I mean, how hard? You're right, Dr. Nicholson, Dr. Glom. Them are yep. the ones who all should be sitting in one room going, hey, we're going to take over the Go For Vets. We're going to do all the studies together, and we're going to get this shit figured out quick. Figured out quick. I mean, shit, they've already done all the tests. I know. There's been so many doggone tests going on, but to try and, I mean, here again, there's, you know, this thing called presumptives. We all know, and, and we all just want to know if we were there, then we, you know, I think everybody has issues. And if you don't have the issues, it's because you haven't put two and two together. I think that's a fair statement because a lot of us, a lot of people who haven't, if you're not necessarily have issues that you're aware of that's related to your military time, which that's what eludes a lot of people, including myself. It was only because I went to work for the VA that I really, and I started talking to fellow veterans and they're like, John, I really think you should go and, you know, talk to the VA. And if you know, but that's a problem. There's a lot of vets that don't know there's a service connection because they haven't, you know, I would think it, it's slow go, you know, the podcasts that are out there, right? it takes, it, well, it takes the people having communication. Well, here's the, the Denise put this out here. I'm going to read it off. Senator Tester, uh, uh, head of Senate VA co co committee. I, that's the one that she's recommended. Everybody get a hold of, talk to them. I, I mean, that, that's just it. I mean, it, it, but when I've already talked to my congressman and my senator, and she still ain't get, getting done. I mean, it takes more, and and it takes more than just 10 senators to get shit done. It takes should be targeting Should be targeting everyone that had anything to do with the PACT Act and say, in this, in this way, Senator, we appreciate your all your work. This is how I approached my senator, Senator Peters, here in Michigan. He's on the uh, Senate Arms Committee. 
he I told him, you know, we're very grateful for all you've done with the PAC Act. I've seen the the results of through this thing I've been doing for the last several years is uh, positive results as a from the PAC Act. But let, let's take it one step further here, and you know, go into waters that no one seems to be addressing, and that's the thing with the kid issue. And that way, you're patting them on the back and kind of kicking them in the ass in the same breath of thank you, but geez, what about this? Um, see, I think that's the most logical approach, but what's in it for them, of course, is, is um, kind of the question. It must be the support for our vote, maybe, the veteran vote. Um, somebody could be a hero in this if they really were able to do some legitimate scientific research and find a cause or a, a suspected cause and have a presumptive illness for the kids no differently than they have for the kids at Camp Lejeune. And I think there's a lot to learn and apply into this subject from what they're doing for the Camp Lejeune thing, because potentially this would, this, uh, if there was some action on this issue, it would be not only through the VA where potentially the, the dependent could get some kind of medical care, but potentially it could also be a class action lawsuit on behalf of these people. And if the VA doesn't act, then a class action lawsuit. Yeah, something something needs to happen. I agree with you 100%. Something needs to happen. But, I, I, you know, I, to, to me, I'm not giving up hope. I'm not. First off, I want an apology. Second off, I want to know what the hell they did to us. Third, I want them to fix us. And, and our kids. I'm not asking for, for, for much at all. You, you know, but with that being said, John, do you have any last words? Uh, no, I just appreciate you coming on, Rob. Um, Thank you. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's always it's always a pleasure. I, I got really excited when Kevin explained that you were a, that, that mm -hmm. you're an engineer. That's always <laughs> it's a it's a small world. Because I, I yeah. you know, you talked about tracking down the people on units, and I've said it half a dozen times or more on, on this podcast. I was with the 249th engineers that were deployed from Germany, and then we were deactivated. And so, and I was one of the backfill. I don't, I can't, I can't say that I put a lot of time and effort into trying to figure out who I was with, but my memory is just not good. You know, I can see a picture, but if I don't see a name tag on the picture, I might remember, oh yeah, I, I can remember the individual, but I can't come up with a name. And who knows, like you said, who knows where they're at in the world? You know? Yeah, add 33 years on it. And yeah, we have our reunions <laughs> and everybody's got uh, oxygen tubes and canes and no hair. And I just, I just, cats, but, I, I, you know. I just want this to be the last to be known. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think I'm gonna be wearing lipstick after the army navy place, <laughs> son of a bitch. And navy oh, guys, man, yeah. hey, you marines guys get out there and start playing some ball and help me out here because oh man, it looks like I'm gonna get my ass whooped on this one. And I will if I lose, I will wear the brightest shade <laughs> of lipstick that I can find on my wife's. And I'll wear it during a whole podcast. And uh, I mean, I, I I won't be embarrassed because I don't think anything embarrasses me. John John will tell you that. Yeah, not much <laughs> embarrasses you, especially you at the airport. 
I know, right? I dude comes running at me in a in a sailor suit. Did, I'm like, did, did you see that, Robert? Did you see that on Facebook? You need to scroll down and look at look. It says uh, uh, John and Kevin met for the first time. It's hilarious. But Robert, thank you, man. I, I you open up. Uh, you're going to open up a lot of eyes with this. You really are. I you, I believe when people hear this, people are going to be like, Robert's right. We need to we need to have our kids tested. We need to figure out what's going on on with them. I agree one hundred and ten percent with you, and thank you for that message. And John, thank, thank you. you for having. I appreciate. It. Oh man, and John, thank you for you know always being here, except for when you have no pneumonia. Yeah, that and, wasn't fun, but yeah, no, no. <laughs> and so uh, that's what we're going to do every week. We're going to get our ass on here, and we're going to keep pounding and pounding the pavement and get these stories so we're documented of what has happened to us and what's going on with our kids. But everybody, I want to thank y'all for listening. Robert, hang tight real quick. Y'all have a great night. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Go For Side Effects. If you have a story or you would like to share or just come on with any comments or questions, please email me at kevinsimon.com at goforsideeffects.com.